This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Last week was such a fascinating episode we had with Ray Stanford, where he recalls his encounters with the UFO contactees from the 1950s. It's one of our best episodes yet, neighbors, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I suggest you do so. In fact, Ray was so into it that we continued in the after the powercast podcast which is part of the powercast plus but i'll tell you with ray we can be flies on the wall right chris he's one of the few people that you can really truly say was there and <laughs> helped design the t-shirt factory he was there he met them all he knew them all and he's still going strong uh 50 60 years later and it was so fascinating about all the particular episodes involved there I know he mentioned one thing which was interesting about Daniel Frying. And the reason we brought it up is because one of our regular posters, Thomas R. Morrison, who has a great knowledge of physics and does a podcast with a physicist, as a matter of fact, I'm told, he was suggesting that Daniel Fry had real scientific knowledge about what has become current edge science in a lot of areas. And Ray kind of dismissed it offhand. And then Thomas has been posting lengthy messages in our forums. So take a look at it at forum.thepowercast.com. Lengthy messages where he explains where Dan Fry had it right on. So what I did is I sent a note to Thomas and said, come on the show and tell us about this. And he will in the very near future. He has kind of a weird work schedule, he tells me, but we'll make it happen. So Thomas R. Morrison will be coming on the show. Next week, we'll have Stan Gordon. And the following week, we'll talk with a gentleman who was, by the way, an investigator with MUFON and has something called the World UFO Watch. And his name is Bob Sparing. So he's going to come on in two weeks. We'll hear from Alan Greenfield and a lot of other fascinating things. But today, we've got a really interesting gentleman who's going to tell us why everything we know is wrong. Is that right, Paulino? Well, as far as I know, yes. <laughs> it, based on a lot of experiences that, that I had early on in the early 70s and that my son Ben, who was obviously considerably younger than I am, uh, has uh, also agreed with it. And that, that's the idea that our paradigm, our way of understanding things is really very narrow. And you think that logically any intelligent person would realize that we're we're too narrow in our interpretations, which is just about everything. And you really can't see the whole universe from our own perspective. Uh, for example, uh, the assumption in the field that I started in when I was studying for the priesthood of all things uh, was ghost research. And uh, the assumption was these are spirits of the dead. Uh, there is some sort of material world, of course, that we can see and some sort of material world that we can experience uh, other than 
through sight usually, and that this is pretty much the way it is, sort of the 19th century spiritualist approach. But the very first case, and subsequent cases certainly, that I engaged in, uh, 70 to 72, though those ideas weren't good enough. I was seeing things that that just uh, were not explained by that narrow paradigm. And later on, when I was running into people seeing ghosts of themselves or people seeing uh, buildings that were there one day and gone the next, things of this kind, relatively well attested by other witnesses, uh, you're dealing with far more than the, the typical ghost under, uh, understanding of spirits and all this business. So, so that was sort of a beginning of this idea that everything you know was wrong. And we include ourselves in that, Gene. I mean, it's not like... Uh, somebody asked me if um, do you know everything and I said well I really don't know so I mean it's just you know it could be circular reasoning and uh, it's the first day of school really for all of us Uh, in the UFO realm uh, everyone assumed and in many ways still does that uh, you're dealing with nuts and bolts craft from other planets uh, piloted by visitors from uh, from there and <laughs> if uh, only sure, it was so simple <laughs> precisely and it some of these it may very well be true but the, there are issues with how to get here as we all know uh, however uh, in the 1970s when i was totally confused at the end of the 70s when i and i had encountered a case in maine of a young girl who was uh, a student at the University of Connecticut and at the same time was haunting a house in Maine. It's really quite dramatic what occurred. She encountered the people who lived in the house and there was screaming and all this and they finally wormed the whole story out of everybody. And uh, again, uh, something that really just nudged me over the edge into a conclusion that we really are all wrong or at least not good enough in our narrow paradigm and uh, began to look at what other possibilities could be occurring here. Why do people see ghosts in clothing? Uh, why did I stand uh, w- with six other people in, as witnesses in uh, a, a lost village, so-called, uh, an abandoned village all overgrown with woods in Connecticut in 1971 and everything but see an ox cart go by with a team driver yelling, a whip uh, cracking and hoof beats, and w- but we couldn't see it about 20 to 25 feet away. So these are all questions that led to a sort of love affair with quantum mechanics. Now, my degree is in philosophy and academic background in theology, so this is the farthest thing uh, you can get from quantum mechanics, or is it? This is very interesting when you're talking, Paul, referring it to this way. It so much (laughs) meets with what we're hearing from a lot of people we've talked to on the Paracast recently, and quantum mechanics has been dropped in. In well, at least yeah. three or four recent cases that it has something to do with what's going on. Sure. Well, there are two physicists, well-known, who are famous enough not to have to worry about tenure and uh, grants so that they can agree with us. Um, Dr. Fred Allen Wolf and Dr. Amit Goswami, they don't agree totally, but I mean, they're very, very close to what we say. And uh, the, when they've been on our show, they, they've uh, maybe, you know, just sort of come pretty close to our own interpretation. But again, we say, well, we didn't learn this in the classroom. Between Ben and myself, we've been sitting in the paranormal trenches for a combined period of almost 60 years. This explains things far better. Instead of spirits of the dead, we may have uh, overwashes, intersects, and overlaps of parallel realities uh, where the guy never died, okay, still alive. This goes to the root of everything that we are, 
the way we understand even things in our daily lives. Uh, you know, we frequently are asked, okay, well, I, you know, I lost a loved one. How do I deal with this? Especially when they know you've been in the seminary, they think you have some kind of pastoral ability, which may or may not be true. Well, you go on the but, computer, use your password, and it opens the door. Effectively, That's how it works. yeah. Uh, yeah, and then if there's a case, people having trouble in their house, they want you to go in and fix it, as if they're, they're not even involved, you know. So these are all things that, that are deepened uh, by a sort of new understanding of, of the paranormal. Uh, we don't even use the term died, it has no meaning in, in, a, in a world where, uh, in a multiverse, if, if I may use the term, which essentially includes every single possibility. This is, this is a, a current theory in quantum mechanics. Everything that possibly could exist does exist somewhere or some when, and where all time is simultaneous, as Einstein essentially proved with his book Relativity in 1952. So uh, when my mother uh, translated, as we say, it's a very ancient term, uh, people wrote in, and, and a very, very... Uh, I suppose in a nice way said uh, we're very sympathetic Paul go ahead okay. Paul we're going to break in about 50 seconds go ahead please okay and essentially I said well how do you deal with the loss you know with your mother Ben's grandmother I said well it's not that she's still with us but that we're still with her in many many worlds where she never died because it's really many versions of ourselves it's all us and it's one great big unity so uh, I have a better relationship with her now than I did when before she translated. So that's our point of view on that. Well, that's interesting because multiverse has become a common theme in fiction. Even the comic book superhero shows now will depict different versions of Earth with counterparts to a specific character. You know, there's a version of that character on each Earth or a slightly altered version. And once you reach, of course, the comic books and the superheroes, it becomes part of mass market and the mass culture. Very sure. fascinating. I have an interesting theory I'll drop at you, Paulino, in our next segment. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. 
Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, Chris, someone was suggesting in our forums before I nuked the thread that you're sounding too deep and guttural and i was suggesting maybe we should give you helium <laughs> well you know it just comes out the way it comes out i you know i always thought that it was a a um you know it's a fluid sort of malleable thing it depends on my instantaneous mood i can say it like this well, now he's just like being this. possessed that's scary yeah oh yeah that's scary okay <laughs> paul so the suggestion here is that your mother still is alive in another version of Earth, perhaps. Many others. Many versions. And so if you try to get in touch with her, she might answer. I had a wacky theory, too, and of course there's no way to prove this. Or the proof would be something that 
would be rather drastic. That is, when you die, you don't physically stop existing in your own mind. You are just living in a different universe where you're still alive. It doesn't mean you stop getting old or anything. But maybe there's a version of Gene Steinberg or Chris O'Brien that died at 23 or 37. But we go on in the next universe and it doesn't matter to us. Well, I think that's quite plausible, Gene, actually. Uh, As a matter of fact, that's pretty much how we put it ourselves. We use the metaphor of the tree, okay? The tree has uh, thousands of leaves and one falls off. That's not you. You're the whole tree, okay? And and really, when you get down to it, we're kind of the whole tree. But uh, getting past the narrowness is really the tough part. Now, when I was in the seminary and, and doing graduate work in psychology, I was working in, in psychiatric hospitals, more specifically state hospitals. They weren't all psych patients, but many of them were. And uh, this was all hush-hush, of course, was to work with the diocesan exorcist, the priest, uh, because when you'd be in uh, a room with a patient, you know, the doctors would be there diagnosed with some sort of uh, psychosis, but stuff's flying off shelves on the other side of the room or the guy's floating out of the bed, obviously this is more than psychosis, all right? So uh, that's the reason we were there, and there were a number of exorcisms. But I just began to wonder, you know, is this really demons, and is it really the sort of the uh, the uh, classic theological answer to this problem that, that we thought it was? And Or in that house in 1974 with Ed Lorraine Warren in Bridgeport, Connecticut, uh, the refrigerator's floating off the floor. I'm standing there with three police officers and three firefighters, and we all saw this, and it's in their reports. Is this the spirit or the demon, you know, picking the thing up? You know, I thought there have got to be better explanations. Now, if I may, I can give you a perfect example of the narrowness of our paradigm and why maybe everything we think we know was wrong. Uh, this was in Ogdensburg State Hospital, upstate New York, uh, 1970, I believe it was 70, early 75. There was a hallway in the one of the wards, and the staff didn't like to work there at night, and, and it was considered that there was something fluky in this hallway. You know, haunted isn't the word they use, but it, it was implied. And it was a functioning ward. There were patients. Uh, and one of the patients, uh, when I got there, claimed she was a psychic medium. And she said, and she, I'm sure she was, and she said that what was happening was that there was a man who presumably had died who was waiting there for his wife, who was also a patient, and he was going to take her home. The implication being that he was dead, she was going to die, and he was going to take her home. Now, aside from my idea that that if you're dead, you're dead. You're not going to be doing anything, right? Which is why I don't believe death really exists. So I said, okay, I'm going to find out about this. It took me a long time to talk about this because it sounds like I'm doing the psychic medium thing, and that's not a good idea necessarily. And so be that as it may, the chapel was in that particular hallway. So I disappeared in there for the better part of um, my stint at the hospital for the next three days. And the staff figured, well, he's a seminary student. He must be praying or something. What I was actually doing, uh, putting myself in a meditative state, you know, you you open the mind. uh, At the same time, you're very careful. Uh, I dealt with enough well, we call them parasites up to this point. uh, Folklore calls them demons. To kind of know when they may be around and you want to stay away. To make a long story short, you do do occasionally connect with someone or something uh, that is either neutral or not bad, at least, or maybe uh, even human from what I was already beginning to believe were parallel realities. There was a man waiting to take his wife home, but he was in the railroad station across the St. Lawrence River in Prescott, Ontario, Canada, and he was waiting for the train to come in to Mon- from Montreal, and he was going to take his wife home to their house. 
This is what I got from him. In the parallel world in which he existed, and physicists who believe this will say the laws of physics very often are very different from world to world, even if they might look alike. And in this particular world, the laws of physics were such that people could talk to their, and he used the word neighbors. And it took me a minute to, to, to think what he was saying, but he was talking about me. People from other close parallel realities, they considered them neighbors, and it was not unusual to talk to them. You know, had I been doing that in the halls of the seminary, I probably would have ended up in that ward. Today, your pockets full of antipsychotic drugs, you know, but this was normal in their particular world. This psychic medium was picking this up, didn't know any other way to interpret it other than that this was a dead guy waiting for his wife to die, because that was the only part of the narrow paradigm that could explain what she was feeling. And she might very well have picked up this guy, but, but did not have a paradigm in which he could be a living guy and all this stuff. It had to be this narrow spiritualist thing. So that's an example of how we may be just misinterpreting these things all these years. And uh, I could have been wrong, but it seemed very clear to me. So again, I'm just suggesting new ways to approach this. Now, just to follow that, I suppose that some people who were put into mental institutions they're seeing this reality and another reality. And sometimes it's difficult to decide which is which. Mm. You're maybe living in two different worlds at the same time. Maybe and that might exist to a lesser degree where people totally remember things differently. They went through the same experience, but it was totally different. And there's no way to reconcile it. And again, we'd say, well, that's because human memory is not perfect. Maybe it's the fact that reality is not a solid thing, even when we think it is in this universe, we almost always see a little spillover. Well, with, with a nod, Gene, to the fact that we, we have to be careful, we have to keep our feet on the ground, we have to live in the world we're given. But at the same time, I think uh, you, you really put it very well. Uh, I think that we've got, and it's often today called the Mandela effect, okay? Now, sure, especially as, as we age, I mean, there's a possibility for confabulation and false memories and this sort of thing, but are they false memories? Uh, why is it that, that Mozart was able to write brilliant piano concerti starting at the age of four? Uh, probably because he was aware of where he already is, don't even use the past tense, where he already is a, a uh, brilliant composer somewhere and someone else, and uh, that's how that occurred. Uh, in the same way, I think that we have memories of things that uh, are happening to us in, in, in parallel lives, and I think one of the terms we use is deja vu, perhaps. You know? And uh, other times, uh, sure, that, there can be chemical imbalances in the physical brain that, that mess, mess you up uh, that way, memories and this sort of thing. Um, I'll give you an example. Before we have the yeah. example, let me break. We'll have some examples, fascinating information here from Paul Eno about a reality that might be many realities and what happens if you get a taste of more than one. With Gene and Chris, what will Chris do this time with the stinger? You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives. Made in America. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But PillPack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need PillPack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Hi, my name's John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watch several YouTube videos of Stephen Hewers and learn what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy One, six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone, and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone. This is the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition. With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like.
This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Paul Eno joining us. And he, of course, is telling us why everything we know is wrong. And he does a radio show called Behind the Paranormal at W-O-O-N in Rhode Island. Paul. All right, Gene. Well, I was going to give an example or two of uh, memories that that may or may not be true uh, or that may reflect parallel lives that are going on. Going back to Ogdensburg State Hospital, which is mercifully closed at this point, uh, there was one particular day uh, in 1975 that was really, really bizarre because everywhere I turned, some strange things were going on. And this is going to sound like a joke, but I assure you this happened. One of the doctors said to me, Paul, you have to meet this guy. Did you ever hear the jokes about a guy who thinks he's Napoleon? I said, well, this particular patient really does think he's Napoleon. So I said, okay, I'll go meet the fellow, a very old man who's in his 80s, and he was uh, more or less bedridden, and he was, and he was uh, in a room with several other uh, elderly men, uh, not, none of whom said a word. And I asked this man, uh, I said, okay, well, uh, I understand that you have memories of Napoleon being Napoleon, and, and, and he uh, engaged in a uh, 45-minute, one of the most brilliant monologues I've ever heard, lectures, as it were, the history of Napoleon, uh, Borodino, uh, Waterloo, the whole thing. And it was though he was there. It, it was really quite striking. And the knowing look in his eyes was really amazing. At the end of the conversation, I said, well, well how did you find out you were Napoleon? He said, God told me. And the man in the next bed, who I didn't even see his face, he was lying there like a lump, rolled over and said, I did not. So I, I said, and I didn't talk to the guy about why he thought he was God or whatever, but I, I, I just left it. I was kind of having a laugh inside. But th- this man who thought he was Napoleon, it was like if he wasn't Napoleon, then I don't know who he was because it was really quite amazing. Now, I've addressed groups of psychiatrists on this subject, uh, the possibilities of uh, going beyond our normal understanding of schizophrenia. Uh, you know, when people hearing voices and all this sort of thing, you know, when, when they're listening publicly, the steam comes out of the ears and their eyes turn red. However, a number of them inevitably come up at the end uh, in private and they will say, you know, I've often suspected the same thing, uh, that these people are experiencing real worlds that we just don't see or don't know about. But if I said that, I'd lose my job. So in science and in medicine, there are plenty of politics, and you have to be very careful. And the, the disciplined thinking required by science is very important. Peer review and this sort of thing, but there are elements of politics and things of this kind uh, that, that don't let you go beyond a certain point in most cases, unless, as I say, you're, you're so famous that that doesn't make any difference, as with the two physicists who more or less agree with us. So again, I think we're looking at an entirely new paradigm. I think everything we knew previously is wrong, or at least not good enough. That, that can apply to history, theology, our knowledge of ourselves, our knowledge of the universe. And it's really, um, as I say, the first day of school, and we don't really know anything for sure. Stan Friedman and Kathy Martin wrote an excellent book called Science Was Wrong, and they pointed out things that were accepted by everybody, uh, particularly scientists, and later turned out to be wrong, so that we have to have enough humility to realize that everything we, we know may be, may be wrong, or as I say, at least not adequate. Well, there you go there. But I do think there were a few points where they said that science was wrong, 
like on global warming where science appears to be right, but then we're not going to get into that kind of argument because we get into the political realms. Yeah, no, I'm talking talk about stuff that was... Uh, yeah, now, you know, now thing that's always bothering me about, the thing that's always bothering me about UFO and paranormal research is so many people just stick with the old paradigms. So, yeah. you know, flying saucers or spaceships, abductions involved contacts with UFO entities, ghosts or spirits of the dead. They don't speculate. Most of the discussion is not on what it would be or what it could be. It is on what happened. Well, this story, this case occurred here, and this house is haunted, and this sighting occurred there, and what did cause the Roswell crash? Sometimes you get really tired of it. I know years ago, an old friend of mine who published a UFO magazine said, I'm tired of these sightings. This was like 1966. It was a guy named Jim Mosley, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good old I never knew him, but yeah. I worked for him. He was one of my first jobs that I had. Yeah. was working full-time for Jim Mosley. This is 1965 at $5 an hour. Not bad. That was a lot of money in 1965. To show you how much money, right now it would be like 38 or $39 an hour. Sure. In today's money. So, you know, I missed the thing there. If I just kept a job with that salary unchanged and just got cost of living increases all these years. But it it's the thing that, that bothers me about all these UFO organizations. They collect sightings, but we don't get into what you and I and Chris are doing and what you've been doing so well in this episode, which is let's find out what's really going on. Let's look for answers. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's entirely, it's important to realize that they know that some UFOs may be craft from other planets okay uh whatever that may mean but i think maybe the the distinction uh is that instead of just traveling here in the normal way they may use the multiverse to travel um when you think of uh time travel and it's funny i i've uh, i know a scientist who is working on time travel concepts and he said you know you have a point he was talking to ben and myself and he said you don't travel back and forth in try in time you travel sideways now, isn't that an inter- interesting way to put it? Because uh, if the whole thing is simultaneous, then there you go. In the same way, you could be on one planet, and if you had the uh, the knowledge, and you don't necessarily even need machinery. Shamans will tell you they do this all the time. Uh, you, you could move from one place to another without really even moving. If you just knew which boundary to cross, where it was, and how to control it, and this sort of thing. And this could be why... Ben and I, who, who have been specializing for the last 12 years in researching what we call flap areas, areas of um, seemingly unrelated paranormal phenomena that, that are relatively constant, but that we believe are related because of the intersect points and the overwashes of, the, of these various worlds. And I think that um, they may, they being the government or someone like the government, is very interested in this because wouldn't we love to weaponize the paranormal? make it to appear to an enemy that we can manipulate time and space uh, by moving around through these boundaries. And, and uh, every single time, and we're working on five different places right now, including the Rendlesham Forest in England, uh, where nobody thought to talk to the local people about what's, what's still going on there, that you've got uh, the military in one capacity or another showing up. Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts, uh, Pennsylvania Triangle that we've just started last year in, in the Western Pennsylvania. 
the uh, now just starting another one, the Lemonster State Forest area in Massachusetts, the area of um, around Woodville, Texas, centered at an airport. I mean, I could go on and on, but there's always a military component in there somewhere and strange things start to happen. So I think that um, we're not the only ones who are saying this. And as you say, Gene, the more and more guests are, are looking at this way, but it doesn't mean that it's not nuts and bolts craft in every single case, but I think they may be using the multiverse in one way or another, perhaps even to travel. But if you talk to people like Ted Phillips, from Missouri, a very, very long-standing uh, UFO researcher who has tremendous database of, uh, of physical evidence of landings, uh, he'll tell you that in the past 15 to 20 years, the nature of UFOs, at least as, as he sees it and it's reported to him, it seems to be changing from the nuts and bolts kind of craft to more uh, ethereal uh, light balls, he calls them. Uh, we might call them orbs and all this business. And this is where you get into a lot of the crossover phenomena that, that Ben and I are interested in. People see these uh, orbs in photographs, particularly digital photographs. Aha! Spirits. However, if you see them outside and there's a funny being standing underneath, aha, a UFO. Uh, maybe our entire paradigm is narrowed further by the fact that we label things according not only to our own paradigm, but according to the way in which we experience it. The context in which the phenomenon is experienced may have a lot to do with how we, we label it. That in itself can be misleading. With Gene, Chris, and Paul Eno, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com.
It's called the Deep State. Barack Obama's most loyal aides still hold office, and they want to stop President Trump. Deep State was first revealed in the runaway New York Times bestseller, Big Agenda. David Horowitz's Big Agenda exposes Obama's government in exile and his shocking plan. Newsmax, Lou Dobbs, and Coulter all say you must read Big Agenda at bookstores everywhere. Or check out our free offer. Call 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX, or go to BigAgenda411.com. That's BigAgenda411.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part? It's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I am readying the helium for Chris, by the way. (laughs) The only thing is, the only people who do that, of course, regularly are people like Howard Stern. And I think that stopped being funny like 40 years ago, so we will not do the helium. Although I think certain people who speculate in this field would be better off with helium. But let's do some real stuff here. Paul? Okay, well, we just had a book come out, Ben, and that's the first one we've written together. And uh, we we go into this uh, epistemology, how we think we know what we know, in one of the the early chapters, uh, Science and the Paranormal. One point that should be made uh, along the lines of everything you know is wrong is that, you know, how do we know really anything? And the basis of Western thought really uh, was uh, Rene Descartes, who built his whole system of epistemology and mathematics on the idea that je pense donc je suis, I think, therefore I am, or I must exist. But it's interesting, a lot of people don't realize, at least as, as reportedly on his deathbed, he said even that's not good enough. And, of course, nobody covers that. But the idea has a lot of flaws in it, logically. Uh, how do we know our thoughts are coming from ourselves? Is it the island theory, something Ben and I disagree with, that everything we are is contained within our bodies? Those are all things you have to believe to uh, accept the idea that I think, therefore, I am. And people say, well, math doesn't lie. Well, I mean, what do you mean math doesn't lie? I mean, well, well, two plus two is always four. Well, no, it isn't. In the base two mathematical system, two plus two equals two. So everything really depends on our point of view, how you approach it, and how broad-minded you are about it. 
And uh, I think the paranormal is a perfect example of how narrow we are and why uh, we need to go, you know, first day of school and, and do the best we can together. Uh, I think that's a, a pretty good piece of advice. I, I wanted to add something about Rene Descartes. You just happened to mention who, of course, is, is one of the founders of the Western, uh, kind of the f- philosophic and, and, and actually scientific traditions. Sure. He was a young infantryman hired by the uh, Spanish crown and was part of the army that was sent to uh, subjugate the king of Bohemia. <laughs> As a young man, of course, you know, he wanted to go out and see the wor- world, and, and he was an aspiring mercenary. And after they went ahead and subjugated Bohemia, the army was marching back to Spain, and uh, he had a very interesting dream uh, several nights out on the march back from Bohemia. And according to Descartes, an angel came to him in a dream and told him a secret. About nature, he said, uh, the angel said, the secret of nature is by measure and number. That was really where you can trace back the underpinnings of the age of reason and actually uh, the beginning of the scientific age, if you will. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's that's true. But I think the difference between the, the Western mind, founded on uh, on what you was a major influence, and the Eastern mind, as reflected in uh not necessarily even Greek thought, because that, that was the origin of the Western mind, but in, in uh, some Muslim thought and some well, Eastern. Zoroastrian. Zoroastrianism is, is the basis of, of most modern religious beliefs, uh, including the immortality of the soul. And this guy, we have a whole chapter on that, too, as a matter of fact. The idea is, is that, that, that I think where it went wrong was that in the Western mind, uh, and really in the modern mind, universally, you take things apart in order to understand them. In the Eastern mind, traditionally, and this goes to the Far East as well as the Middle East, uh, you put things together in order to understand them. I think this is a critical point in approaching perhaps a broader understanding of, of the paranormal. Even the uh, the modern investigative techniques when it comes to the quote-unquote ghost phenomena, you know, involving engineers' tools such as the electromagnetic field meter and all this, but, you know, you take things apart and you don't put them together. Uh, there is uh, there is a certain belief that I, I I'm at least suspect that uh, very often when the, you know they're on these um, on the, these ghost hunts, something I discourage by the way, uh, and the, the temperature is manipulated by the quote unquote spirit that the investigator may actually be influencing the environment in that way. So th- these are all things that are not considered generally. Uh, in modern, quote-unquote, paranormal investigation, which is based on this idea that you take everything apart. So, Not only does the, the West have a habit of taking things apart, they have a habit of taking them out, bashing them, and breaking them into the smallest pieces that they can. That's right. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yes. and then start measuring. That's true. So it is a matter of point of view, but I think you get farther if you look at the whole, if you have a holistic approach. And I think we're starting to realize that. In the West, I think we're starting to realize that in medicine, that the human body isn't necessarily just this machine. You poke around like a car mechanic until you see see if you can fix something. Uh, but it's a holistic approach. It's the uh, attitude, the psychology, the the uh, the diet, you know, everything you put in and everything that's in there already. And uh, I think uh, that same kind of approach to the paranormal is paved by the idea of the multiverse. Even uh, physical health, I think, can be affected by multiverse ideas that bring uh, a great unity with a capital U, in the spirit spirit of uh, the most ancient peoples, uh, Ubuntu, the African notion of, uh, the very ancient African notion of, of justice and freedom uh, and unity, that everything we do affects one another. 
for this book too, we did a lot of, for a previous one, did a lot of research with uh, the uh, Australian Aborigines and with uh, some of the more ancient peoples. I didn't actually go to the Indian Ocean, but I knew people who had, and I was the, the uh, Nicobar and Andaman Islanders uh, of that area, have an unbroken tradition that goes back between 30 and 50,000 years unbroken. Uh, the the wow. San and Khoisan Bushmen in Africa, uh, their DNA goes right back to the bottleneck that occurred about 150,000 years ago when the human race almost ceased to exist. Uh, their traditions are just, you know, millennia after millennium after millennium after millennium. And, and it's just, these are people to whom we should listen. And they have ideas about these things that are very much in line with what quantum physics has has discovered or thinks it's discovered as far as multiverses and uh, even the nature of deity our own sharing in that it's really amazing it has universal applications for history theology self-understanding psychology and uh, again the the perfect example of having brought it all together and these were our remote uh, our most remote ancestors it's really, again, the first day of school, and uh, hence the idea everything we know is, is wrong, or as I say, at least not good enough. Is it a matter, then, of maybe rediscovering, having gone down a path that just isn't working in terms of reflecting our reality, and now we kind of have to go back and figure out what we knew before and bring it up to date? Gene, I think that's exactly right. The question is, how do we do that and have it be effective? In other words, you have a lot of people today who read a few books on shamanism, say. They, you know, they, they set themselves up as shamans. Maybe they'll go camping or take what they, what no, they think no, is a No, no, they, <laughs> they move to Sedona. They move to Sedona. Or Asheville, and then set themselves up as yeah. shaman. Sedona, the only place I've ever been where you get idle conversation on the street and inevitably turns to the paranormal. It's great. So you have to walk the walk, as pardon the cliche, and not just talk the talk. Any real shaman will tell you that you really have to grow up in it. You have to become part of the culture. And really, ideally, even if you were to learn a, a new language, ideally, you become part of the culture because then you, you will begin to understand the language. There's a funny saying in Quebec. I spent a lot of time in, in Quebec, Canada General, Quebec in particular, many years ago. And there, there's a saying, qu'est-ce qu'il mange en hiver? What does it eat in the winter? And this says, what the hate does that mean? Well, you have to have been in Quebec and experience some of their culture. And, you know, you, you know how the, the winter affects life there. And it's a, just an old saying, like, like uh, what, what is that thing? How does it survive in the winter? Explain it to me. And it, it casquillement on face. But unless you're familiar with the culture there and the lives of the people, then uh, that part of the language might not mean anything to you. So in the same thing, uh, how much more so when it comes to understanding the human spirit or the experiences of the paranormal that we have. Uh, if our own remote ancestors had not experienced what they believed were supernatural beings or and or experienced questions they couldn't answer, things that needed explanation, we wouldn't have uh, religion or science really today. And whatever it was they were experiencing, maybe they didn't understand it, but religion or science, uh, what is the mother of religion and science? Really, it's the paranormal, the unknown, the unexplained. That's the mother, really, of science and religion, which, by the way, have not been at odds very often over the uh, the period of even, even of Western history, uh, only now with fundamentalism. Which is in. really stunning when you think about it. Oh, yeah, they were almost <laughs> one and the same, you know, for, 
full centuries. I mean, you know, the whole Galileo thing is often pointed, I don't mean to wander here, but the whole Galileo thing is often pointed to as an example of the, you know, the narrow-minded uh, conventions of the, the, the Roman Catholic Church and everything else. And yeah, there are plenty of narrow-minded conventions there. But in this case, he was not um, condemned. He w- It was political, 90% political, and he was grudgingly respected by the Vatican as a scientist. Uh, so there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, there's a difference this. between house arrest and uh, decapitation or the rack. <laughs> well, sure, exactly. So. Well, we're going to break now before they decapitate us, the network. With Gene and Chris, you're in... The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Lifetime Graze 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Paul Eno. We're learning why everything we know is wrong. I have a question, Paul. You said in order to inhabit the role, you kind of have to be brought up in it. Like speaking about uh, shaman who are generally uh, raised in in a tradition by their grandfather uh, or grandmother, in the case of a a girl, 
it generally skips a generation, and it starts uh, early on, prepubescent, and, uh, and then continues on throughout the person's lifetime until they become the head of, of whatever lineage it is or, or a practitioner of the lineage. And since I want to be a techno shaman, I guess I got to go out and learn HTML a little better. <laughs> Don't we all? Well, people often ask Ben that if he's with me on a show and they'll say, well, how did you get like you, you are or whatever? How'd you get into this field? And he refers to himself as my spawn, you know, that he grew up with me and listened to every lecture, every year, all this business. But uh, really more deeply, he, he studied, Ben studied under uh, a shaman who is um, a full Aztec, full-blooded Aztec. And uh, comes from generations of shamans. So it's really kind of, I suppose you could say, in his DNA. He lived here in Rhode Island, and uh, we were Ben was able to go see him and, and uh, do some work with him. And, and, uh, and to this, uh, Ben still doesn't call himself a shaman. And people sometimes refer to me as a theologian. I mean, that's not true. I mean, I studied it uh, formally and all this stuff, but, but the theologian implies a certain amount of uh, even, even sanctity that I am far from in the same way shaman. That term implies a lot more than just having studied it. It's lived it. So we transfer this over to what we call multiverse awareness. How do you take what the principles are that we think we might be seeing in paranormal research uh, coming from the multiverse, multiple parallel realities, multiple versions of ourselves, seeing what you think is a ghost and is actually somebody going about their day, or communicating with someone or something from that sort of parallel uh, realities, uh, various parallel realities. Question here, which just hit me as I was talking to you. We're talking about counterparts to us in different universes. What happens if the two meet? Oh, that, that happens relatively frequently, I think. Uh, okay, so there's another one of me possibly roaming can... around loose. There's another Chris, another you, but not just in Earth 38, but right here. Possibly. We often have uh, people write to us, uh, you know, to our show and say, you know, I walked into the kitchen and, for example, there, there I was sitting at the island in the middle of the kitchen reading the paper. So people see ghosts of themselves, as it were. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating thing. With the whole multiverse idea, as far as meeting yourself is concerned or affecting your own future, uh, I think that, the, that that is tempered by the idea that everything is simultaneous. You know, the old time conundrum, you, know, you go back and, and you shoot your own grandfather uh, with a time machine or something and you shoot your grandfather. How could you be born? Well, that doesn't seem to be how it works. Uh, every time you make a choice or a decision or something happens, uh, you've essentially created another a branch of this universal tree, another, really another universe. And as far as running into yourself right here, yeah, that's entirely possible. There's the old saying, everybody has a double. But the question is, what is the nature of the consciousness? What is the, what is the nature of the connection? What is the nature of the unity? I think that when we have various memories, when we have precognitive dreams, things of this kind, we may very well be sharing uh, a world with with ourselves. Uh, we can be our own guardian angels. You know, the, the folklore about angels and things of this kind may not be just folklore. Uh, they may not necessarily be servants of, of God who will help you in your life. Uh, they may be they may be other uh, other versions of yourself from worlds where you can, as this guy in, in that version of Ontario said, you can talk to your neighbors, and maybe you can help versions of yourself. Um, I find this a lot with ancestors, something you don't hear very often in the West, that uh, there's there's a real connection uh, between certainly all people, but between 
uh, other versions of ourselves and uh, other versions of our own ancestors and, and loved ones and relatives. And it really is quite elegant and quite complete. Uh, I don't know how else to put that. But as far as running into physical versions of ourselves here, yeah, uh, I hear that. When someone sees something that might happen in the future, so you have a so-called psychic reading, are they just looking into another universe and seeing what's happening to that counterpart of you? I think that's probably true. And again, because of the simultaneity of consciousness and, and, and what we call past, what we call future, uh, it's all simultaneous. I think that that's relatively easily done. The question is, how do they interpret it? The, the fly in the ointment here, Gene and Chris, uh, are what we call the parasites, okay? And we have a lot of material on this, too. And, uh, for example, that, that poltergeist case in 74 with the Warrens, and I'm watching this refrigerator float. Uh, there were a lot of other things that happened that were very negative. And I think what we're dealing with uh, are not you know, demons. I mean, I think they fill the bill, but that, that, that's, that's how we, in our narrow paradigm, uh, approach it. You know, servants of Satan trying to wreck your life and all. They seem to be, on the other hand, life forms uh, of several different species who will uh, feed up between worlds. Uh, and, and that's the critical thing. They seem to be able to move between worlds. Ben and I have found them feeding on several different events in several different worlds at the same time. I'm thinking of a case in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, outside Philadelphia in 04, uh, where there was uh, something going on in sharing the same space, something very negative, like a, a, a shooting. And the thing was feeding on that. And then it was going in, when it couldn't get enough there, it would go to the house and bother two girls who shared this apartment. And they believed they were being haunted by several other people who they interpreted as ghosts, but were actually living in a third parallel reality and were being fed upon by this, this parasite. It gets really tangled, uh, but it's still pretty fascinating. And I think th this is what it is. Uh, how do they move between these worlds? Well, li life is very tenacious and, and it, it's everywhere and every when. The whole biology of the, uh, at the bottom of the sea, you know, by the uh, uh, volcanic vents, you know, sulfur dioxide actually creating an environment that an entirely different ecosystem can live on. Uh, th than the one that is f the biology is fed by the sun as as ours is you know when we thought this is one of the areas science was wrong that all life has to be based uh, on the sun even now we go to other planets and we look for life you know uh, as we know it you know we look for conditions and this or what about life as we don't know it well these parasites seem to be uh, examples of life as we don't know it and they feed upon for the lack of a better term uh, energy that divides uh, I can't put any better finger on it than that uh, but you see them everywhere in the history of the paranormal uh, for example the um, bell witch case 1817 to 1821 in tennessee uh, very well publicized the uh, american haunting the film the american haunting with donald sutherland and sissy spacek uh, was based on that case a lot of books but i think what a lot of people don't consider is that there was a lot more going on in this area uh that then uh just this girl being picked on by a uh, what appeared to be a poltergeist. I think there there were as many, and I, I was a an unofficial consultant on that film. We we were going to do a, a separate production, a featurette uh, on it. So I was given some documents. And uh, what was the basis of this? Well, there seemed to be uh, child sexual abuse going on in this in this family. And uh, popularly, it was considered that John Bell was uh, the father was attacked by the poltergeist, eventually killed by it. I don't think that was the case. The um, 
the girl uh, was uh, also being fed upon by this. But I think w- w- when you look at what this this thing was doing, uh, it would um, attract as much attention as possible and feed on as many people as possible. It, it became so uh, powerful from the attention it was getting from the neighbors and from the family that was able to leave the house. Uh, I should say they. I think there were about six of these things. Uh, leave the house and... Uh, give people agricultural advice, uh, send them on wild goose chase treasure hunts, do all sorts of things that are generally not reported. Now, I think what was happening was that, um, and, and this this was one of the questions people would ask it, who are you, what are you, and where did you come from? Well, they the six of them seem to betray a, a fascinating trait I've seen among parasites, and that's that the longer they spend attached to a human host or any host uh, in a parallel world other than their own, the more they tend to forget their own origins. It's utterly fascinating. You know, what's fascinating is to listen to these announcements. The book and the radio show are called Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, from Paul and Ben Eno. And Gene and Chris probably agreeing, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you have the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
When a storm causes power loss for a whole day, it can seem endless. There's a new kind of storm brewing, one that could target our nation's power grid and turn off the power for not just days, but for months or longer. Veteran news anchor Ted Koppel's new book, Lights Out, details this exact scenario. And CENTCOM General Lloyd Austin says it's not a question of if, but when. That's why Americans are rushing to secure solar-powered generators to provide an endless supply of life-saving electricity without gas, fumes, or noise. And the Breakthrough Patriot Power Generator 1500 has it all. Portable and lightweight, providing up to 1500 continuous watts of clean, quiet, and free renewable solar power. If a blackout strikes, you'll have power for heat, lights, cell phones and computers, and critical medical devices, all from the rechargeable solar power. Our first introduction sold out fast, and with high demand, we can't guarantee keeping the supply in stock. Stay protected with the power you need. The Patriot Power Generator 1500. Right now, enjoy our special easy pay option. Just go to blackout27.com. That's blackout27.com. Blackout27.com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. The last few days, we've had an interesting phenomenon going on, and that is with Skype, suddenly I can't hear the people at the other end of the call. It's not my hearing going, it is Skype losing its mind, hmm. going into another universe. Now, here's an interesting thing that comes to me, Paul, you know, when we talk about the multiverse and the interactions between our universe and another universe, you always look in the sci-fi stories about people going from one universe to another. You see kind of like a watery mist, kind of like Stargate. You see the water and you go into the water, this little gate or something, and you end up in another place. So is there a way, do we think, if I wanted to go to Earth-17, I could just go? Or do I will myself to Earth-17? Like they did in the movie Somewhere in Time, where Christopher Reeve wills himself back in time? Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's possible, but I think moving from one world to another or jumping from one world to another is, uh, I don't think it's quite that clear cut. We refer to world families, okay, in other words, when you get up and you think of them, even physicists will, will talk about them as almost a bubbles or like soap suds. What's the, what's the term? Space-time foam, they'll sometimes call it, uh, separated by membranes or brains, B-R-A-N-E-S. And we seem to not just live in one of these. We seem to pass through perhaps millions in a day. But the world family concept is that you, I suppose you, you get up, uh, and you have your morning routine uh, in the case of we're all guys, so we may probably shave and all this business and uh, do that with a relatively um, a steady routine. But when we put the razor down, we, we've, we've essentially passed into another universe. OK, but the thing is that, that our consciousness, probably the consciousness of the entire biosphere, keep those worlds pretty much in order. 
so that if you want to disrupt them, we pretty much have to all do it together. You could you could do it yourself, you know, with, with the proper kind of, I suppose, shamanistic training or, or, or mindset or whatever. But it's it's essentially moving the world through the world family in an orderly way that, that we pretty much determine. And when you have disruptions in that. You know, you're being jostled by another world family, some of which the ones that are closest to us probably are not all that different, but some are. Hence, uh, we were jostled in that house in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 74 by um, what if we'd known at the time to look for perhaps very, very disrupted electromagnetic fields or, or a number of other factors uh, that we were jostled. By a wor- or, or passed through by a world in which the uh, laws of physics were very different, hence the refrigerator floated. You know, and you have things, you know, playing frisbee with your fine china. These are not part of our normal world families. They're a disruption of the order that we, perhaps as a biosphere, maintain. So consciousness is everything here. And uh, to be able to move, I think, well, maybe maybe you play the piano better than I do, Gene. Uh, or maybe, uh, Chris, you uh, have an ability like that, only it, it, it's an ability to move more easily between brains, you know, through brains, uh, B-R-A-N-E-S, this kind of thing, uh, as uh, we see in many, many worlds. It depends on, on physics, uh, the laws of physics. In our particular world, uh, one of the things that made me question the old spirit ghost idea was that the laws of physics here are really not conducive to the entirety of a being uh, being maintained without a body physical body you know that 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 doesn't add up hence another idea that maybe you're dealing with parallel universes instead of a spirit thing that's a long answer to a short question but i think uh, it's kind of yes and no yes you you can do that you can move among worlds and you do but can you move, I think, what you're really asking, Gene, to a very different world, say on another planet or um, into a world where you're, you know, you're married to somebody else or this kind of thing? And yeah, that can be done. But here's the problem. We are at a point in our revolution where we might not really be up to that. A good example is, is probably the wildest thing I'll be able to say on the show today. And that's that when I was dealing with talking to shaman in Australia and in Quebec, one was, of course, an Aboriginal elder in Australia. Uh, the other was a Cree elder, shaman in Quebec. Both told me that when they were kids, a shaman they knew had brought people back from the dead. Not resurrection, not reincarnation, actually brought people back from the dead by passing through uh, a world boundary to a world where these people had not died. In, in the, the case of the guy in uh, Quebec, he was the, fa- the young father of a family in Australia. He was a kid. And they literally grabbed them by the arm, pulled them across, back across the membrane, and there they were. How would it they like that? What if they have their own lives in that other universe? Isn't that, it kind of problem. disruptive to say, okay, we're finding your existence in Earth 7. Let's take it back to Earth 1. Yes, th- that's pretty much what happened. And it was not a good idea. They realized it wasn't a good idea, according to... Now, again, this is 30 years, second-hand, third-hand information that I got. But they said the families had uh, been totally distraught at the, the deaths of these two people and had uh, offered them lots of money and all kinds of stuff, and they just sort of gave in, because, you know, shamans are people too, right? So uh, in the case of the uh, the young boy in Australia, he uh, did not know some of his siblings, because in the world he came from, those siblings had never been born. Sounds like uh, the TV show Fringe. Do you uh, remember the TV that. show I mean, Fringe? I not to watch these shows. 
Okay. Because I don't want people to say it's been suggested because I've been talking about this stuff for 30 years myself. So Okay, let me just tell you very quickly what happens here is one of the lead characters who is the son of this crazy guy. And it turns out that he's not the original. The original died and his dad was so distraught he went into another universe and kidnapped the counterpart. Seriously? That's wow. how the, on the TV show is a J.J. Abrams TV show called Fringe, and it was on several years ago. And John oh, Noble was the crazy father. Of course, he's kind of a wacky guy. He's an actor from Australia. And that was one of the main plot points, that there was a second universe, a second Earth with somewhat different histories and such with counterparts to us. Yeah, wonder if they read my books. <laughs> Well, this was about uh, 10 years ago, I guess, by now. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you, go. there you go. But th- th- these guys actually told me this is what happened again in Quebec and in Australia. The Australian, uh, and, and the guy in Quebec who was brought back uh, l- literally lost his mind. You know, he, c- he couldn't handle it. He would walk, walk to work every day past his own grave. So, I mean, how do you deal with that kind of thing? I don't think we're quite up to actually dealing with this sort of thing. So w- were we to move to a, a different world consciously, the results might be very bad. I mean, there's there's a reason for the order of the world families, and I think that uh, we are so frightened. What did H.P. Lovecraft say? He said, the, the most terrifying thing to the human spirit is a disruption in time and space. When we stay in the order of the world families, we move through them in an area that, 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 that to us, to our consciousness, seems we're moving from past to future. It's orderly. It's predictable. The sun comes up in the, in the east, not the west, every day, and, and that gives us security and keeps us from losing it. Whereas if we deliberately disrupt the flow of the world families, or or when we experience paranormal phenomena through no no fault of our own, although really it is, in a way, uh, another story, we have trouble handling. It's like PTSD on steroids sometimes. We've got more to come with Paul Eno. Everything you know is wrong. Fascinating stuff with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust. 
the tax defense group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the tax defense group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the tax defense group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. You gotta love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get with my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But PillPack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you you're diabetic. Your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need pill pack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-958-9659. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-958-9659. That's Chris is now navigating from reality to reality. We don't know if we've got the guy from Earth 1 or Earth 38, right? I want to tell you that we have something here which is part of our reality. It's a second radio show called After the Paracast. And the way to hear that show is to join the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. We give you after the Paracast. We have other special content there, some videos, and the commercial-free version of this show. So the people who post comments on YouTube and iTunes and say, oh, they got too many commercials, well, we give you the alternative. Just cost you a little bit every month to get it. 
We have Paul Eno. Everything you know is wrong. And we're talking about, shall we say, the multiverse, alternate realities. So there was a theory that was voiced on this show and by a blogger named Red Pill Junkie suggesting, and you've heard this possibly before, that there is a relationship between near-death experiences and UFO abductions. So are both seeing something happening in another universe? Well, that's entirely possible. Uh, I'm thinking of a third phenomenon that is not well-known. I think we're the only ones talking about it, but we call it the flashing nexus. And the nexus being the uh, perhaps our core consciousness where all our lives perhaps um, meet or where the consciousnesses are exchanged, this sort of thing. Uh, and the flashing comes from a report. Now, that, this started in the 70s. And there was a man on an operating table who uh, later came to me and said that he had had experiences that had just he, he had no name for. He's on the operating table. All of a sudden, he was the doctor. And he kind of joked that it's a good thing he had all the man's imagination, memory, knowledge, because he was operating on himself. All of a sudden, he was the nurse. Then he was someone in the hallway. And then he was someone driving by in a car outside. And for a few seconds, he had the entire consciousness, he said, of all these different people, but flashing in a sense of uh, one to the other. Later on, when this whole idea of the multiverse and, you know, shared lives come up in versions of ourselves, I, be- I wondered, you know, he's probably experiencing where he is these people in different parallel worlds, okay, one by one and very quickly. We've had other reports of not a lot, but uh, other reports of that happening over the years, uh, people who are not necessarily uh, in physical trauma. They're sometimes uh, just, just uh, going through their normal day, and all of a sudden their consciousness shifts. Yeah, experiences of parallel lives uh, one by one. And again, this can be a problem from uh, the viewpoint of normality in our society. Normality is not only highly overrated, it's highly relative. Because I've seen people who have the dissociative identity syndrome, the multiple personalities, as they say, and sometimes they speak in different voices. And they're one. Per- and I think that this it may be literally true, that they may be experiencing uh, real lives that they're living, and uh, hence even the different voices. And uh, various intersect points between these lives. I I think that space-time is like Swiss cheese. I think that it's very common to have overlaps and intersections, uh, intersects rather, and combinations of lives, things of this kind, and maybe that's how it helps form our personalities, various aspects of ourselves in various worlds. I think it is a great interactive unity. What about dreams? When we have dreams that seem more than passing in terms of reality, are we then participating in someone else's lives or witnessing it? Well, someone else's lives, somewhere or someone, are our lives, literally. The dreams are fascinating, of course, to everyone. When I was a, uh, I'm a journalist by profession, and I was, I was an editor at the Providence uh, Journal, the Metro Daily here in Rhode Island. You know, you put out the morning paper the night before, so I was a night news editor there. Uh, and then I would get up early with my Ben and his older brother to take them to the school bus in the morning because my wife worked nine to five. And, you know, you do what you have to do. But uh, as a result, my sleep schedule was very broken up. I would sleep in the afternoon to make up for this for like a couple of hours that I would lose by coming home at one or two in the morning and getting, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. So as a result, I remembered, at least me, remembered more dreams than a lot of people might. And I would always write them down. 
I would uh, I would visit certain places uh, in these dreams, uh, sometimes with my wife, sometimes with someone I didn't know, and I would have life memories of these places. I would know people there. Uh, for example, there, uh, nothing spectacular about this, but there, there was a little cafe on a street corner somewhere in Pennsylvania. And in that particular life, we, um, I guess, lived there or near there. We knew people on the street. We knew, and uh, I would live like a whole parts of days uh, in the in these dreams, and a lot of times I wouldn't remember everything. But uh, and th- then th- there were there would be a certain amount of precognitive things because they whatever your you know deja vu uh, you're having it, it has already occurred and is occurring in some parallel life or another. Hence the, the idea that you've been there before. And I think uh, dreams are um, real connections with uh, the parallel lives we're living. Others may not make any sense. Whole books have been written about the uh, symbolism of dreams, things of this kind. And uh, But I don't know. I think that, that many of them, all of them, or most of them, uh, most of them uh, may uh, be experiences of parallel uh, lives that we're living, parallel realities and uh, in, in real worlds where we have a life. Well, I have a recurring dream where I live in this apartment complex, which is kind of, sort of, like a place I lived at back in the 1970s in Little Neck, New York. But not the same, because it had a very unusual parking area in multiple parts. And that's what was different, because in the place I actually lived, it was a single parking area for every resident. And so I have that recurring dream, and I wonder... It seems pretty realistic at the time. And I seem to have different cars than I had here, mm-hmm. which is another aspect of it. I don't remember much of anything else. Yeah. No, entirely possible. Uh, very common. Um, I, I frequently have dreams of uh, our old house. We had a lovely place in uh, Cumberland, Rhode Island, in the middle of the woods, and lots of uh, animals and rabbits and cats and all that, chickens. And... Uh, I, I will have dreams of various versions of it um, under various circumstances, different kinds of weather, different kinds of landscape. But it's always that a version of that house. And, uh, you know, and we might still be there. We're not. Ben was born and we just didn't have the room. So we moved to a bigger house somewhere farther up the river. But um, I think that these are these are a, a normal condition of our lives, a normal condition of our consciousness. And I'll go you one better there, Gene. Uh I always like to speak at colleges because they ask intelligent questions. And at the end, they put us in like an armchair like Santa Claus and all the students come up and tell us their their own uh, stories, you know, their experiences. Well, I was at Mount Ida College near Boston many years ago speaking there. And I got a kick out of it because half the students were studying to be undertakers. I thought that was kind of of appropriate. And um, two freshman girls uh, came up to me at the end and, and they said, you know, and I've been talking about human relationships in the multiverse, and they said, what if, um, you know, why is it that we saw each other for the first time, never seen each other before, across the crowded room on registration day, and we were sisters from the start? And they'd, they'd been terrific friends ever since that day. And I said, well, because probably at some point in the multiverse, you are one another. You are literally each other, at some, somewhere, somewhere. They knew precisely what I was talking about. They recognized it. And I find 
that happens a lot with people. And they went, uh, you know, scurrying away perfectly happy that they had an explanation. So um, th th this unity is indiscriminate. It's complete. And it does some strange things to the notion of the individual. As uh, Professor Anakaswamy says, uh, the individual doesn't, uh, individualism is a mistake. The individual, uh, the, se the sense of self is a sense of self-reference, but that we are part of this greater unity. So take that for what it's worth. I, I think it's true. We have Paul Eno joining us, explaining why everything we know is wrong which we agree with, with Gene and Chris. We'll have questions from listeners coming up shortly. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. It's called the Deep State. Barack Obama's most loyal aides still hold office, and they want to stop President Trump. Deep State was first revealed in the runaway New York Times bestseller, Big Agenda. David Horowitz's Big Agenda exposes Obama's government in exile and his shocking plan. Newsmax, Lou Dobbs, Ann Coulter all say you must read Big Agenda at bookstores everywhere. Or check out our free offer. Call 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX, or go to BigAgenda411.com. That's BigAgenda411.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. 
You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place, and the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Gene and Chris in the Paracast with Paul Eno. Chris, you want to toss a question or two in right now from our listeners? Okay, uh, Paul, here's one. I think we discussed it maybe uh, briefly when you were on uh, before, back in December 2014. But this one comes from Marduk, who's been a poster at forum.theparacast.com, where you can... Post your questions for our guests. Um, he's been on <laughs> since 2008. He's one of our longtime posters. Chris, we'll let him take a rest cure if he keeps it up. Go ahead. Let's talk about Connecticut's Skinwalker Ranch. It, he's quoting you, I think, here. Uh, the place seems to be a genuine crossroads of the multiverse. The resident family, which has lived in the house for generations, regularly seems to rub elbows, not only with its own ancestors, but with strangers of human and non-human species all evidently sharing the same physical space, but within their own parallel worlds. The UFO component became evident in 2009, as did a military presence in the area that caused considerable local speculation. To the present day, frequent UFOs and military air traffic are seen in this out-of-the-way rural area. Now, I remember you mentioned this before, but do you want to give us a, a quick background on the case and then possibly any updates that you might have? Uh, yeah, sure, Chris. There was uh, we were contacted by uh, the woman who uh, grew up in the house, and this is a 1793 farmhouse in which six generations of the same family have lived. Pretty, I think that's pretty cool. And she herself had lived in the house for 62 years when she contacted us, and said that uh, she had read my. 2006 book faces at the window 2002 book rather faces at the window i should say footsteps in the attic you know, can't get my own book straight which uh, suggests this multiverse idea as a, as an explanation for many paranormal phenomena because she said the goofy things that were happening in the house just had no equivalent in anything else she'd read and that this multiverse thing was probably the best explanation she had for example uh horses galloping up and down the hallway you couldn't see them but you could hear them people would get out of the way uh i myself had a couple of horse experiences there um and the the uh the legs hanging from the living room ceiling when the family was sitting there walking as if on a surface that wasn't present in our world uh, things things that really don't have any names are these boxy structures kind of dancing by the windows outside funny little shadows running around the house and you know it could go on and on uh this was um, something that, that we, we do is we look beyond uh, one particular house or one particular piece of property even, and inevitably, 
uh, you will find uh, to one degree or another that the neighbors are having problems. If you can talk to them, in this case, we were able to some and uh, they're, they're, the house right down the road and across the road, uh, Vietnam vet, very uh, you know rugged kind of guy, not afraid of anything except his house. Uh, he would neither he nor his wife would be in the house alone at any point because of the weird things that would happen there uh, that we found that the whole area was experiencing a spike in UFO sightings, uh, Bigfoot sightings, even this went a hundred miles from New York city. And what essentially we believed was happening was that you've got, when you have multiversal intersects when you've got different worlds in large numbers intersecting, you're going to have, uh, not just ghostly phenomena, you're going to have things that people are interpreted as UFOs, people, things people interpret as Bigfoot, uh, these other weird creatures that don't have any names, all happening in the same area. Uh, the area has, uh, from a uh, central triangle, if you will, of about five square miles, it's expanded to about 220 square miles uh, in our research over the years. Uh, the military showed up in 2009, and uh, we traced them to a, a very strange farm about five miles, or actually just really just a few miles from this original house. And there is evidence of underground activity. Uh, the, the barn uh, was torn down, the central barn, a dairy-type place. No cows, no farming going on. Uh, the two silos remained. A huge metal sheet appeared there in twenty in uh, 2013 that could only be seen from the air. Brand new building, farm buildings have been put up. Nobody sees this happening. And we, we have, uh, our show has reporters, and we have a network of, of, for lack of a better term, spies <laughs> who don't know each other, who feed us information from these different places. And um, anyway, like a long story short, uh, there's still fluky things going on uh, in the area. Uh, there is evidence of public behavioral changes. And part of our gang, one of our gang is a behavioral scientist from New York City, and she kind of is going to be taking a look at some of this. Um, the uh, people began driving on the wrong side of the road uh, in numbers way beyond statistical probability uh, when that was noticed in the, of course, accidents resulted when that was noticed in the local press and social media, uh, it stopped. When, when did this happen? This is pretty much 09 and, and 10. Uh, so again, this is your classic flap area. We, we call it Connecticut Skinwalker Ranch because we, we've never been able to get near the one in Utah for some yeah. reason. Uh, but you know, who needs it when you've got one in Connecticut that's, that's just sort of like Yeah, in Litchfield County of all places. I mean, uh, what are the odds? Oh, exactly. The area has a, a long history of strange things, but I mean, when, when you got Bigfoot and all this stuff, and we've seen things ourselves that I, I never would have believed. Um, there, and, and again, it's it's still, we're still working on it. At the southern end of this, uh, you have some negative things. That's where the Sandy Hook school massacre occurred in 2012. Right. I'm sorry to say. Uh, but that, but that, you know, may, may uh, be connected, maybe not, but um there were a lot of a lot of strange things going on there. We're working on one now in Pennsylvania, because Rendlesham Forest in England, and and the, the, this is, I think you have to approach an entire area in order to begin to understand the uh, the machinations of the various uh, intersects that that may be going on. And that's our point of view anyway. But the military always shows up. Yeah, it's it's part of my 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 little formula I came up with um, on how to identify a hotspot area, and one of the main components is uh, the government and military tends to have a presence uh, yeah. almost constantly and is trying to expand that presence, which is or, another, or something that uh, seems thing. like the military, you know, I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm a veteran and I had a clearance that wasn't very high, but I, you know, I've 
spying on Cubans and stuff from helicopters and all. But I mean, I kind of, that was a very long time ago, but you know, there are certain principles in the intelligence community about how things work. And, um, it just, I don't know. Everything's funny about this, this presence and maybe the military, it might not be, I don't know. Well, I have a question here from uh, Han, which uh, talks about your area there in, uh, in new England. And he's wondering, uh, what kind of creature do you think Bigfoot is? Um, well, actually, uh, let me go to the second question. We'll go back to that one. Have you heard of a, of a creature a bit like a werewolf or devil dog called a canook or a canook, K-N-A-N-U-K-E, or he spells it C-A-N-O-O-K, that has been reported in New England? Um, I believe he. I read about this on a website that is no longer online. So the spelling may be wrong. Um, if he recalls correctly, he thinks the report started early on, maybe in the 17th or late 17th or early 18th century. Now, Canuck, that sounds something um, a little bit more northern and western, but uh, does this ring a bell? Kind of like a Jersey Devil Dog type thing up there in New England? Yeah, it actually does. Uh, I haven't researched it personally, but we've heard smatterings of reports from northern Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. Uh, as you say, up toward quebec you know uh and there is some um speculation that, that it may be associated with you know some of the wendigo legends that the uh -huh. natives had that kind right. of thing uh but the the idea of canine cryptids as they're called uh is something we're looking into because because we're working on a book we want to have it out by june on uh it's called behind the paranormal uh bigfoot mothman and monsters you never heard of it's aimed more or less at young people and uh we're going to be talking probably a little bit about that and we'll see we're, st we're still trying to get it together but uh we haven't got much time but yeah I mean, but I, yeah i have heard of that uh new england has a lot of um cryptid sightings for a place this size uh rhode island for example which is only 48 miles long and 37 miles wide i mean it's ridiculous it's the standard of measurement for any iceberg uh encountered by the coast guard <laughs> and uh well, definitely the, the, the smallest continental uh, uh, state in the United Political States. Political unit, yeah. So, but but I, I know people in the National, because everybody here knows everybody else, uh, in the National Guard who swear they've been close enough to Bigfoot to throw a rock at it in the what's known as the Great Great Swamp Management Area in southern Rhode Island. Uh, with, and, and a lot of Rhode Island, western and southern Rhode Island is, is very rural. Uh, most of the development is around Providence, Narragansett Bay, and up through the Blackstone Valley. So there are a lot of rural areas and a lot of very strange Bigfoot sighting, including an albino Bigfoot sighting within 10 miles of where I live a long wow. time ago. But it was, you know, within, you know, the last 30 years. So, um, again, evidence of, you know, how, how does a, a developed area, and we're looking at this in the Western Pennsylvania case, uh, support a population of any large creature, presumably a mammal. And the question is, uh, it either can't or there's nowhere for them to go, hence the idea that they come and go across the boundaries of parallel realities. And very often when the natives, the people you talk to in cryptid research are hunters and the natives, as there are any, because they see everything, especially the hunters and the right. natives have all the background, the historical background and tradition. And tradition is something to be listened to. Let's pursue this in more detail. In our next segment with Paul Eno, Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracore. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a PowerCast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. You go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right. Chris has now entered Earth 46, and he's trying to explore the multiverse, and he'll give us a report when he gets back. It's led me on to uh, your hand's next question, which is, what kind of creature do you think Bigfoot is, Paul? Is it uh, a mundane primate? You know, some sort of, uh, you know, undefined or, or um, unacknowledged flesh and blood crypto primate type creature? Or is it something paranormal? Or is it both? Well, it may be all of those things, Chris. If At the same time. Going, yeah, well, well, the natives will tell you they're shapeshifters, which can, in their lingo can also mean they're coming and going from parallel worlds, the terms we might use. They might be flesh and blood creatures, but they, they just come and grow across brains, B-R-A-N-E-S, as we've been saying. The, the best example I can use is my own, what I believe was my own Bigfoot sighting last September, okay? We were in this Pennsylvania area, I... Uh, I uh, was, was working with Shane Searway, who was a very uh, feet-on-the-ground investigator and a Blackfoot shaman, a very good combination. You should have him on your show if you haven't already. And I was up uh, the field in my truck uh, looking for strange lights that we had had some photographs of from our previous uh, expedition out there uh, several months before. And, you know, people who have paranormal experiences will, will often comment on how unexpected they are. So I'm, I'm expecting lights, and yet off to my right, through the truck window, I, I saw in a brilliant moonlit night, September 16th, 2016, 
a huge creature in the moonlight, big, I remember the big hairy legs, two of them moving up and down, the head bowed uh, as if looking for something in the grass. I snapped a picture of my infrared camera through the cold truck window, naturally, no heat, heat signature, I got nothing. So I, I got out, and uh, closest I've ever come to divorce, my wife called at that very moment. And, and I'm, I was a little new to the Bigfoot thing, so I, I like a dope, I should have shut the phone off and all this. But I believe that I had a sighting of my own. That was corroborated the next night at a neighborhood meeting we had of, of the people who live in this area. Uh, over 20 people showed up, all, all with their, their experiences. Some of them have stuff going on in their houses. All of them have had Bigfoot experiences. Or the woman who lived over the hill, I, I saw lights going up into a tree, or like a flashlight, not anything really strange. At the neighborhood meeting, she put her hand up, so that was me. Uh, my daughter and I heard something big moving through the field, and we went up to see what it was, because they're used to this stuff. If that's what it appears to be, uh, I was seeing this while they were hearing it. But then it was gone, just gone. People will say they'll sometimes appear right in front of you, disappear, or move, and then then they disappear. So, I mean, I think we may be dealing with, um, and, and they themselves talk about uh, boundaries in this area. Uh, they even have, uh, some of the people on their property have like, like a pathway laid out in um, uh, like logs or something and, and rocks and say, well, th this is where you go to the, uh, the intersect point or the portal, as they'll call it. So this has been going on for so long there, and we just got involved last year, and that was my Bigfoot sighting. So I have no doubt it was a flesh-and-blood creature because it was reflecting light. You could see the fur, uh, but it um, disappeared almost immediately as soon as I got out of the truck. There's nowhere really could have gone. And then the next day, we found physical marks of something large having passed there on two legs, turning around and going back, probably when I heard the theme from Lord of the Rings, which is my ringtone and uh down it went and uh, i think that uh, all of the above may be true as far as what bigfoot actually is so the answer to what is bigfoot is yes yeah i think so probably all all of those things but i think it is a multiversal creature able to come and go otherwise where where do they go where where do they breed how can they, like an area like that support such a population from all the reports that you have i think it's they're they're multiversal creatures they come and go you know when we're talking about the multiverse and people going from one to the other. Are there, do you think, portals around the world where someone can accidentally end up in another reality, either permanent or temporary? Well, I think they might be on the right track. Uh, actually, in Australia, we had people write to our show, say, retired couple saying they were seeing dinosaurs out their kitchen window. So, yeah, uh, I think that that may be something like the truth. Uh, but, again, we like to more or less to refer to them as uh, intersect points. Portals, I guess that's as good a term as any. But the, the, here's the thing, Gene. They, they tend to move. One of the ways you can see that is if you go to some of the stone circles in the old world, particularly uh, England, Portugal, uh, France, places of this kind, UK, uh, and you'll see that uh, some of them are still energized and some of them are not. I remember this. I was standing in the in 1989. I was standing in the the Score Hill Stone Circle in Devon, and uh, I looked up, and it was a. a March, dreary day. I, I happen to like that kind of weather, but it was austere and kind of chilly. N not the sort of day people would be out recreating, riding horses or whatever. And up by one of the tours, they call them tours, the rock outcroppings on the moors out there. There was a, a line of people, one or two on horseback, others walking. And I'd say probably no more than eighth of a mile away. And they didn't look like they were dressed 
all that correctly for the, the, the time or the, or the season or the year, I turned around to lift my camera to take a picture and they were gone. Yeah, they could have gone down the slope, I suppose, but not, not that quickly. So I don't know what that really was. Within the Score Hill Stone Circle, uh, there was still an energy center and you could not take a, um, a picture that was uh, in focus. That's not uncommon. But also people would report different stones at different times. They'd walk into the circle, there'd be a stone that they hadn't seen before, even local people. And people would report sometimes, uh, they would call them visions of uh, other people and this sort of thing. Maybe something like it happened to me, if that was paranormal. I suspect it was. But other circles are completely dead because the, the intersect points or portals, if you will, have moved. And these, because you know, the Earth is a is a is a living magnetic system, really, that is constantly changing. And uh, I think that might be why these things move. That's another long answer to a short question. But yeah, I think there are different points uh, here that they can open, they can close, they can move. And again, it's a um, rather uh, active and in- interactive system. Does that explain flying saucers winking in and out? Yeah, probably. One of, the, one of the big stories from the Skinwalker Ranch area, as they described it anyway, there's supposed to be scientists, holes would open in the sky and UFOs would come through. Holes would open in the air and creatures they didn't have any names for would come and go and this sort of thing. And that, that's entirely plausible from a lot of the things that we've seen. It's funny, in, in the poltergeist cases, particularly this one in Bridgeport in 74, it felt like there was a hole opening I couldn't really see, and you could see the gauzy forms of of the of the, the parasites when they came out of the the room or the hole, and it uh, it really did feel like that they were coming and going from the little girl's room, so that uh, might might be exactly what we're talking about. Hmm, I kind of think it'd be fun to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I, well, don't know if I, want, I, I yeah. think we have a real. Um, we've come to loggerheads. We have a, a bit of a conundrum here. I think the evidence, as Paul has described, as I have described from my uh, several decades of, of work out in the field, and as many of our guests here on the Paracast have described, we're talking about systems of, let's put it this way, we, we have you know a system of understanding and knowledge scientifically that does not allow for the kinds of uh, very good, and I think um, in, in your case, uh, highly esteemed, uh, you know, personal observations of things that don't conform to your standard scientific model of reality. When we come back, Paul, let's look at what we need to do to establish the validity of these events so that we can somehow convince academia, convince uh, the scientific community that, you know, people, resources, and um, some sort of motivation uh, is marshaled to allow us to have a, a better understanding of these principles. And I think we need to get these, these uh, academics and scientists out in the field. I think the Skinwalker Ranch case, for instance, in Utah was an example of of the woeful inadequacies of the the scientific paradigm and 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 their approach uh, to trying to really study these things in the field and and when we come back I'd love to hear your your feelings your views uh, your ideas suggestions on how we can bridge that gap between uh, between us and science with Gene and Chris you're in the Paracast. 
Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But Pill Pack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need Pill Pack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection.
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Paul Eno, you've been given your marching orders from Chris O'Brien. <laughs> okay, so now you have your assignment. If you don't take it, you will self-destruct or end up in Earth 407. Go ahead, please. I don't have to worry about Medicare. Well, I think, gentlemen, it's a very difficult question. You know, What is the answer to the narrow paradigm? Uh, how do we expand it? Well, I, I'll say it again. I think that the, the scientific method is important, you know, in the repeatability of scientific experiments and findings and this sort of thing, and uh, the ability to, to prove theories, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The disciplined thinking that is required, uh, the peer review, uh, and again, the repeatability, to, to repeat that another time, is all very important. However, it may be important, but it, it, it's not good enough, just as the old explanations for ghosts, etc. I didn't think were good enough. Uh, so our science is not good enough for explaining something that is really outside of its purview. There are areas of hope, though. Uh, I'm thinking in terms of transpersonal psychology, for example, which is relatively new, but understanding that psychology is never re- is not an exact science. It, is, it has a sort of grudging respect from the other the physical sciences. Nevertheless, it is beginning, transpersonal, transpersonal psychology is beginning to uh, recognize the presence of and the significance of uh, spirituality, say, or um, non-physical experiences. The idea that... Uh, consciousness may be non-local, which uh, an idea that it gets from physics. So again, uh, I think of all the sciences, uh, hope may rest uh, for what we're talking about in uh, some of the fringe areas of physics. The physics of consciousness, which is sort of an outgrowth of uh, quantum physics, uh, talking about the non-locality of memory, of knowledge, getting a little bit into the psychology of of Dr. Jung. What you're almost suggesting here when we talk about non-locality of consciousness it's like we're all hooked into the cloud. Yes, yeah. We, in other words, we're doing that now with our computers, our mobile devices. They are all online and interactive. And we call it the cloud, which is a huge network of servers, and that is their memory. So if what we experience, what we know, our consciousness that makes me me, for whatever that's worth doesn't exist here in this place or what I assume is this place, but somewhere up in the cloud, some amorphous cloud. And we have a vision of heaven. We say heaven is this place up there that we go after we die. And maybe we're talking about some kind of manifestation of the cloud. Yeah, I think that that's a really good analogy for, for the what we're talking about. The cloud is very much like the multiverse, I suppose. And look how it has, not the cloud itself, but, but the, the entire internet experience has changed human consciousness. Uh, I'm told, I don't know if this is accurate, that, that we as individuals receive more information in one day than many people, say, 200 years ago, received in their whole lives. You know, And I don't have any trouble believing that. The cloud, perhaps as an analogy of, of the collective unconscious, uh, or as the non-locality of this stuff we've been talking about, is uh, perhaps very um, apt. The multiverse operates on every level, physical, 
spiritual le- levels we don't even understand. And this is why it's kind of outside of science, but, but bolder scientists are approaching new ways to understand reality by means of the multiverse and, and other concepts. But the, you can't re- repeat it necessarily. You can't use the scientific method to prove it. So it's, it's meeting a roadblock from mainstream science. And another problem, I think, with the, the entire approach of this is that, that the sciences don't always talk to each other. We have the, the lady who is uh, part of our, our crew, the, the uh, behavioral scientist, uh, who also doubles as the, the casting producer for our show on the side. She's an old friend of mine. You know, brilliant person. She has a couple, you know, advanced degrees here and there and, and just, but had never was totally unfamiliar with transpersonal psychology. And this is a behavioral scientist who works with children. And you'd think that would be kind of important, but I'm not, I'm not denigrating uh, that particular science, but I think in general, scientists, scientists very often don't talk to each other. There's not enough interdisciplinary thinking. And that goes back to the idea of Western mind pigeonholing everything and therefore getting an incomplete picture. So I think that's something we have to work on is talk to each other exchange knowledge exchange experiences you know you you don't even see that among the quote-unquote ghost hunters they don't talk to each other either if they do they're usually fighting like i I think live in these little bubbles but they're just basically advancing the existing theory don't you think yes yeah precisely precisely you put things better than i could gene well, okay, well, I'd like to receive a check, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My check, though, will come from the cloud. That's right. They don't do <laughs> so existing the checks. They just do ephemeral checks. Right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm having a hard time with the uh, the ghost hunting scenario, and, and, and the whole community seems to be, I don't know, sort of falling into a, a place of cliche and, I don't know, just the predictability. You know, standing there in front of a haunted house with your arms folded like the the, the big guys in Pawn Stars, you know, it, with this grim sort of persona. Yeah, shaved heads and all. Yeah, with, with shaved heads or lots of tattoos and um, piercings, which is okay. You know, I, I, I have nothing against that. I think people, if they want to decorate their bodies as, as, as kids, only to really regret it. <laughs> decades later in life it's up to them they'll, oh, they'll yeah, find out skin is there other ways breeze, yeah but um you know when you meet a guy with a with a bolt sticking out of his lower lip and his girlfriend has a nut with a with a with a big hole and they sit there and they try to <laughs> screw the bolt into the nut uh, it, it's just it's just weird anyway my, i digress um my response is that's nuts yeah well it's yeah, i see what you did there I, I would bolt from that kind of relationship. Mm. Bad jokes. Anyway. Of course, the reason we're doing this is because, speaking of jokes, we're thinking here about the fact that Don Rickles died, one of the famous insult comedians that I met a couple yes. of times, believe it or not. Oh. Well. He was just such a nice guy, though. Seriously. He was a really nice guy, <laughs> and that was a shtick. Everybody loved him. That's how he got away with it. Wow. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, I'll just have to start brushing off my Don Rickles routines when uh, I start looking at you there, Gino. I'll come uh, up with some zingers. You, you'll you'll see. You and which <laughs> army? Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, getting back to my point, um, you know, when it comes to ghost hunting and, and all this exposure that we're seeing on TV with all these shows, which I never watch. I stopped watching ghost shows, I think, the second or third season of Ghost Hunters. Before any any of the other shows had come out, mainly because I was upset that they stole our way of 
presenting EVP evidence visually, but mm. I digress. Um, where do we see this whole weekender ghost hunter? Let's go out and um, see if we can get spooked in the local spook house, spooky house. Um, you know, leave the the twelve pack outside. Um, you know, the I, I don't know. I just see it is is being becoming very weekend warriorish and ungrounded, and actually doing potentially more harm than good, yeah. especially when you're dealing with people in living situations where families, individuals are having problems, having encounters, having experiences, and then have the weekend local weekend warriors come in. Uh, anyway, I want you, I want your thoughts on the ghost hunting community when we come back. Paulino's here with Gene and Chris. You're in. The Paragast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right 
to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey water filtration systems. The Berkey light systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey light system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, you see the way the word Paracast breaks up. We had somebody on YouTube, I think, in response to this says, you say that 900 times on an episode. (laughs) That's in Earth 417. Paul Eno, a response to Chris's comments about the ghost hunting cliches. Well, I'm afraid it's the phenomenon isn't going anywhere. Um, what was it, 06? I believe I was in Clearwater, Florida at that big wooden hotel. I was speaking against my better judgment at a conference for beginning ghost hunters. Okay. Beginning said, ghost hunters? Beginning ghost hunters. Is that like Trump University? You pay $30,000 and become a ghost hunter? Uh, well, nobody paid me anything <laughs> like that. But Bump really, University, bump in the night. Yeah. There were like 200 people there. And uh, somebody said, okay, well, Mr. Eno, if you had one thing to say for advice uh, on this, what would it be? I say, don't. You have no idea what you're doing, what you're touching, and what can happen. The whole ghost hunting hobbyist thing, you're treating as if it's bird watching or butterfly collecting, is extraordinarily dangerous. Uh, Psychologically, certainly spiritually, even physically. I really cringe when, as as you mentioned, they have a live-in situation, and they undertake to counsel the people who live in the house, all of whom believe them, because maybe they were written up in the local paper, and if it's in print, it must be true. The whole thing is is very, very bad, and I'm waiting for the lawsuits. And people very often will contact us and say, oh, I was uh, ghost hunting, and I brought something home with me, and all this business. Because it's not so much, this idea is well put by Shane Searway, the fellow I referred to uh, earlier, the investigator we work with, part of our little group that we we consult with uh shane says that uh, it's not places that are haunted it's people and i don't know if i go quite that far but i think that uh, people participate in 
the paranormal experience. Th- things You don't just sit there like a lump and things happen to you. You participate in it. Uh, therefore, you have to participate in, in uh, re- remedying the situation, should that be necessary. So um, taking is, is sort of a sledgehammer technique, like, like going into a place and doing seances and Ouija boards and all this. It is it just has catastrophe written all over it. And it is not a good idea. These people get their expertise, quote unquote, from, quote, uh, having grown up in a haunted house. Okay, many a bio of one of these ghost hunters starts like that. Or they've read a bunch of books by other people that don't know what they're talking about and think that they're experts uh, from that. So I just think it's a bad scene. Uh, There are exceptions. Uh, There are people with sense out there doing some of this, uh, although I still don't encourage it. And people say, well, you do it. Why should I? Well, I don't know. I got started 47 years ago when I was in the seminary, which may or may not be a valid reason, but I've I've already been doing it. So I don't know. (laughs) And it has led us into other areas of the paranormal. But I think it's uh, it's a bad scene. It's not going to go anywhere. And uh, it's just going to keep creating trouble for the people who do it and the people who are on the receiving end. I just don't think it's a good idea. I think as long as ghost hunting reality TV shows succeed, that's what you're going to have. And the same thing in the UFO field, as long as you have the same meme that E.T. is here, let's prove it, let's have disclosure, let's collect sightings in the meantime to evangelize our belief system. I think you're right. But I'll tell you, fellas, I think that there is a change in the wind. Our book, uh, Behind the Paranormal, came out in November, and the, the publisher, Schiffer, is telling us that it's selling well, but th- the standard ghost books are not selling the way they used to. And we're hearing from producers that people are beginning, there's a whole untapped audience of intelligent people who are turned off by the old-time ghost paradigm, you know, screaming, running out of houses, and and uh, <laughs> trying to talk to the, to them, and no, if, you know, knock once for yes, twice for no, and well, you mean the fans of your show and our show? Yeah, yeah, the people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't want to say that, but it's true. So I think that there may be a, a, a change coming in the, the form in which this is presented to live audiences or otherwise, and uh, whether it will be for the better, I don't know. But there does seem to be more of an interest in more depth, authenticity, and intelligence. Well, as long as you can show the networks there's profit in it. That's the thing. That's exactly the thing. I could tell you a story, which is really not for public, you know, about the the last time we did a pilot and uh, what happened. There there were also funny things that happened from, I don't know, uh, other sources. But we'll talk about that some other time. I wanted to ask you one question because I see it in your bio. And that is, you went to two seminaries, you graduated, you went to a third but because of your paranormal work, they gave you your walking papers. What happened? Um, you might say that, yeah. Well, so somebody asked the other day, how come you know you graduated one seminary? How come you were in a day? Well, that's not how it works. I went in at the age of 14 when you could still do that. Fortunately, now you can't. So it was essentially high school and junior college, the first seminary. And I got an associate's degree from that. And then you did the, the final two years of college, which they, it was part of the major seminary. You, ma- you majored in philosophy. You had to major in philosophy. And that was, I graduated from that. And then I left the Roman Catholic Church, joined the Eastern Orthodox Church. And I happened to be at, at just the right level to start the graduate theological work I would have started anyway. So I went into their seminary. They didn't like the paranormal work. They didn't like the Warrens at that point either. And I should have had my nose in my books, uh, studying the fathers of the church and other stuff and theology. And uh, out I went 
1977, about a year and a half before ordination. So I was thrown out at the graduate level. So, <laughs> and um, the only other thing I knew how to do was write. So I shoehorned my way into journalism by dumb luck. And uh, that's, uh, that's what happened. So that was a story with that. I was waiting for Chris. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you asked the question. You don't want data. And you answered well, it. They never would have allowed me to even apply to uh, any sort of seminary or um, kind of religious education school. I, I was already persona non grata. <laughs> oh, really? That's tell me sometime. <laughs> well, when you're in ninth grade and you're in the Jesuit prep school and you're you're lecturing the history teacher on the council, the first and second councils of Nicaea, and how dare we call this guy who was a carpenter named Emmanuel Jesus, the Son of God? They didn't take kindly to that. No, I wish I shouldn't think so. Well, I, I would ask difficult questions too. Like I'd bring up, you know, Jesus is in the tomb three days, and after because that's what the prophecies said. Well, Friday afternoon to Sunday morning is not three days; it's like a day and a half, right? So I said, well, they must have died on a Wednesday. Not that it makes any difference, but things like that that, that, that would annoy them, uh, you know, I, I would ask. I also would have the uh, the issue, and th this wasn't so much a problem with the Orthodox, who I think are a lot more open-minded, uh, although more historically based. But in the, in the Roman seminary, I'd say, well, all right, Jesus, if, if he was fully God and fully man, as the theology goes, uh, why wouldn't he have reproduced? You know, unless there was something physical, some physical problem, then uh, you know, normal human being has the desire to reproduce and usually does. And uh, they don't like that because there's, you know, there's a fixation on the cervix in the Western Church. Um, so, so how do we know Jesus wasn't gay? Well, th that that's true too. That's true too. I suppose hung I around with a, when a I dozen dudes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, no, actually, uh, there there were uh, there were women in the company. Uh, in their their group, uh, the Orthodox have a very interesting, and I think they're more historically rooted, a very interesting way to refer to Mary Magdalene, who was not a prostitute. There's nowhere in the Gospel where that it says she was a prostitute, but the Orthodox referred to her as equal to the apostles, which is a pretty that's pretty high praise for uh, the the sort of patriarchal era that that came out of. So she's an interesting figure, and I think the whole idea of you know the 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 bloodline and the whole thing you know that that what's his name in his books uh, dan brown personifies in some of his movies uh i think that there's there's probably something to that there were very very old traditions of um this mysterious family coming from the middle east settling in france and this and then there are a number of different sources on it yeah he might have been gay but you know if he wasn't then he probably had a family like most other people would who weren't necessarily gay or whatever and uh you know life always comes through one way or the other. But they, anyway, these are all things that got me in trouble in the seminary, among other things. Well, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I made sure that um, I was <laughs> I was placed on the, uh, the do not uh, engage list uh, <laughs> very early on. We're going to find out more about that and more with Gene and with Chris and Paul Eno. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, 
all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Family Health and Education Resources wants to help you achieve and maintain good health naturally. Overcome lifestyle diseases with nutrition and natural remedies. Addiction recovery designed to build habits that heal rather than hurt. Communication and relationship building to strengthen family units. Character building and devotional resources for the whole family. We are on a mission to save America one family at a time. Visit NewEnglandFHER.com today. NewEnglandFHER.com. Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part? It's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Hi, I am Kelly Cook, the Chief Marketing Officer here at Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? Guess what? You can help. Join me and Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. So start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
I'm going to just score that. Every time someone does the Paracast, you know, it's 900 times an episode. Remember that. That right. goes along with the 400 commercials we run. <laughs> oh, but of course. So, you know, when I add all that up together, there's no time for me and Chris. It's like, hello, goodbye, next week. Hmm. Well, we should get Scribner to, uh, to to get an ad on the Paracast for uh, Paul and Ben's book. We should. Not, not Scribner. But... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck with that one, right? Well, well getting I a publisher to put advertising money into a book is difficult. Yeah. And there's not well, a big you, budget you do there. do stuff like this. You know, you appear on shows, and we have our own show. They, they, they were jumping up and down about that because we can promote it every week. I have a, a couple of questions, Paul, that we still haven't asked from our listeners, and this is a this is a good one. This comes from Thomas R. Morrison, who I guess we're trying to get as a guest on the show here in the next few weeks. And he says, um, I remember hearing Dr. Barry Taft talk about a sharp drop in background radiation readings using a Geiger counter during paranormal activity. I've never heard that. I have, actually. He said that on our show, Taft. Yeah, it's always fascinated him. And what kind of instrumentation have you experimented with? And have you noted any strange readings along those lines or any other types of uh, gear? Well, we don't use a lot of gear. Of course, when I started, it was all very seat of the pants. The most technical equipment we had was a cassette tape recorder and uh, maybe a compass, things of this kind, and two-way radios. But actually, an engineer, uh, a municipal engineer I knew uh, back in the old days when I was editor of the poor little weekly paper in Smithfield, Rhode Island, uh, I was I told her I was doing this kind of work. And she said, uh, well, try an EMF meter, electromagnetic field meter, because uh, from what you say, the magnetism and uh, even the Earth's magnetic field and, and various electrical fields and uh, this sort of thing might be relevant. And so I'd been thinking about that. And so I, I used uh, the old kind with just, it was non-digital, just, just had a, a needle, right? And I was in a house in Uxbridge, Massachusetts, and something was coming down that hallway toward me. That needle dropped to zero. It was as if I turned the thing off. And later on, I think I found out why. When they got digital, these things, I found that uh, when the polarity of the on the on the electrical field is re- is reversed, which is very weird, I suspected that there may be in- an exchange of energy between parallel worlds, maybe with different kinds of polarities, different kinds of physics to some degree. Because uh, when that would happen again, and I had the the digital meter, it would go into the negative range. I I think in my entire career, I've led one quote-unquote ghost walk, and that was in 03 in West Virginia at their paranormal conference, and and they, they kind of threw it at me last minute. And I had one of those digital meters, and it went into the negative range, and, and there was some stuff around us that was going on. Other than that, we really don't use, uh, you know, ion detectors or the compass sometimes we will use that. But a lot of it is just, I like to think experience and knowing what to look for. And uh, when, when that polarity is reversed, I think that, that, that that's an interesting thing. But as far as... Uh, you know, EVPs, yeah, I suppose. Uh, ben has a degree in sound and audio engineering and sound design, so he knows all about white noise in this business. Uh, a lot of the EVPs I hear, uh, I question whether they are, why they are only two or three words long, maybe. Why they are very, very hard to make out uh, very often. And I also question things like people come back from Gettysburg, apparently EVP Central, with a, somebody who claims to be a Confederate soldier but is speaking in 21st century terms. Uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of questions about that. Uh, photography, too. There's no real way to use an instrument 
even if it's a camera, to say this is a ghost or this is something. All you can say is this is an anomaly uh, or this is an extra. And I learned photography in the military at you guys' expense or maybe your parents' expense. You know, there are all sorts of things that can explain many of the things that appear in pictures. Once in a while, you get a real gem. Well, you know, you really can't. But th these things can be tools, but they're not to be relied upon entirely because we are in a society that's drunk with technology and uh, we can't we can't take it at face value. Well, some things I've, I've found uh, in my limited uh, experience a, a number of years running around the country looking uh, into ghost sites and being the cameraman and the sound guy and everything. I think temperature uh, point and shoot laser temperature um, measuring devices are can be uh, helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I also think that um, that trifield meters uh, can alert you, at least be like almost like an alarm bell. Hey, uh, there's something happening here uh, in the the energetic spectrum. Pay attention. I don't see yeah. it as an end all to be all. It's almost like an early warning device to me. And, well, uh, what do you do for a baseline, though? I mean, y y the uh, EMF meter can be affected by a radar array at an airport eight or ten miles away. True. True. So it can. I agree that it can be helpful, but it's also problematic. So I take it with a pillar. Of salt. I wouldn't rely on them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let yeah. them um, in any way uh, influence any sort of experience before it's going to happen, or during the experience, or after mm. when you're you know analyzing what what you've supposedly gone through. Again, I, th I have been involved in some e EVP sessions that have been uh, very productive, very fruitful. Um, have had uh, up to eight, ten, uh, even a dozen words. It can't mm -hmm. be equated to any sort of, you know, AM, FM radio signals or some sort of crosstalk on CB or something like that because the languaging and what was conveyed did not conform to, to those scenarios. Yeah. There's still room, I think, for some sort of uh, real quality professional work in those areas. But again, I think uh, I, I agree with you. Um, the human <laughs> instrument is quite sensitive. And uh, especially <laughs> yeah. if you develop these sensitivities, uh, I think uh, they work just as well. Of course, it's all anecdotal later on. But, uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's important to keep to have the gear, but not to be over, overly reliant on it. Well, that's the thing. And again, what, what are we trying to prove, um, I don't think and this gets back to an earlier question. I don't think we're ever going to prove anything to mainstream science because they don't respect us. Uh, they have different standards. And again, I, I respect their discipline of thinking and the whole idea of, of how they, they do things. And, and no, nobody in this field uh, seems to work together, at least not very well. And there are exceptions to that, of course. They, they just are not going to take this seriously. And uh, if there is any scientific progress in this field that won't be from ghost hunters is there going to be any progress in our lifetime this is a question to ask with a minute or two left to go with the episode well we never know i think that the best thing we can do is to do the best we can to be open-minded to, to be humble honesty comes from humility i think and we can realize uh, maybe that everything we know so far may be wrong but we can always learn more Paul Eno, tell our listeners, please, if they want to know more about the things that you do, where do they go? Well, the best place you can start, BehindTheParanormal.com. That's our radio show. There are over 700 hours of recorded shows and podcasts from uh, CBS Radio and from ON 1240 uh, in northern Rhode Island. And also the, the book we've been basing our talk on, Behind the Paranormal, Everything You Know is Wrong, from Schiffer. It's in most of the stores. But if you get it, the Behind the Paranormal, we'll sign it for you. And that's a big thrill, right? Right. You know, 
I know that I like to sign the sci-fi books that my son and I wrote, but the problem is here when we want to sign something, he's in Spain, I'm here. So we need the multiverse to get him over here. Yeah, or you need your son to live 12, 12 miles away like mine does. That would be fun. I would have to talk to him about that. You can find us on Twitter if you look for The Paracast. You can find two official, is there any other kind, Paracast fan clubs, a group, and a community on Facebook. And someday somebody will tell me what that means. But there you go. Chris O'Brien's site is OurStrangePlanet.com. We haven't mentioned it much, but he's been working like a busy bee in the last few weeks to update the site with lots and lots of new content, OurStrangePlanet.com. We also have a special feature of the Paracast. Great way to support the show. It's called the Paracast Plus. We give you the After the Paracast podcast. We give you the commercial-free version of this show. We offer some show transcripts. More are being promised. A few videos. More are promised. Content from Paul Kimball's Other Side of Truth. And lots more to come. And if you want to know more, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast dot com. That's plus dot theparacast dot com. We give you simple, relatively simple sign-up instructions. Prices start at just $1.49 a week, a lot less than the Starbucks coffee, to subscribe to the Paracast Plus, plus dot theparacast.com. Paul Eno, thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Great pleasure, gentlemen. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>